Rabbi Isaiah, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish. Parishes of Eira. Tafshin Peidalad. Tafshin Peidalad. Erev Shabbos Kaidish. We're holding in the second day of the month of Shvat. Yesterday was Rish Kaidish. We benched the. We, we, we said Halil. We had a Musaf. And we know that the month of Shvat. Is the Rashi Tevis Shetahipasurus that there should be good news, there should be good tidings, and this is our fervent prayer during these days, these days which we recognize are not simple days, but we we hope and we have aspirations that the Rebbeinushalolim, everything the Rebbeinushalolim does is for good, as we're going to soon see physic from the parsha. So it should be the month of Shvat. We have rain here in Eretz Yisrael. I understand it's cold and rainy and snowy. In Chutzlar, it's the rain should be, should be a bracha for Klal Yisrael. This week has not been an easy week. We can't deny it. We're in the midst of a long, protracted Melchama, Melchama ba Amalek, and the modern-day Amalek, the Yishmaelim, that has come upon us. And it's clear, like a bell, that everything is from the heavens, everything is Mena Shemayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge, and at the same time we have to do our Hishtadlus. We're holding already over a hundred days into the war. We have many, many hostages that are still in, underneath captivity. And we had a very, very difficult week of the deaths of 11 soldiers, 11 Kedoshim, who gave their lives for Klai Yisrael. And for sure, each one is a, is a world of its own, of his own, of her own. Each one is a mole uh, for their families. And the Tsar, the pain and the suffering is really beyond uh, our comprehension. And, um, and at the same time, we have to realize that the anti-Semitism is raising its ugly head as we see the unbelievable chutzpah of the world, South African government taking Israel for war crimes and for, for genocide in The Hague. And just to, just, to, just to think about it, that you know, this, this third world country, which in itself is not a paradigm of <coughs> any sort of human rights, that they're the ones that are giving Muslims, so for sure we know that it's all in cahoots with those nations that want to take down Israel. And this follows the the, the long uh, halacha, which we know, halacha, Esav, son of Yaakov, anti-Semitism, which now we see fully how much the world is filled with it. And what can we do? What is our, what is our weaponry? So for sure we have to have the shtadlis of the physical, <coughs> but our true weapons, Rabbi Sai. Halachi, when we fulfill the mitzvahs of using the kol kol Yaakov, the, the power of tefillah, which we'll soon see has a tremendous, tremendous effect. And there was gatherings this week, Erev Yom Kippur here in Eretz and I'm sure throughout the world, there were many, many people that daven Yom Kippur cotton. I know the shul that I daven in Rav Sternberg's shul, they have a minig. But not only by the, do they say the Yom Kippur cotton, and we had special tillim, but by the Yud Gimel Midas, they blow the Shifras. If Sturmbach Shlita says, this is the Minig Yushalmi, 
Yerushalayim, and he says this is the true minig that should be for everyone. And in his shul, and in his house, they're noyik to do shayfers, tekiyah shayfers. And at the coastal, there were thousands and thousands of people that came to Rosh Chodesh to daven for Achenokal Beis Yisrael. So the first thing for us to recognize is that the parsha, which is the parsha of the Golis and the Gula, and this week's parsha, parsha of Eirah, which we always say has the majority of the makas which take place in this week's parsha. And the parsha begins with the famous words of speaks to Moshe and he says, We recognize this is really a continuation of last week's parsha. <coughs> and last week's parsha, when Moshe Rabbeinu finally comes <coughs> to do the Shlichus of Akadosh so he sees that all of a sudden that the, the Pyro says, Stop giving them false hope, and he makes it worse for them. And he turns to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and speaks Parish, and what does he say? He says, "Why did you make it worse for this nation? I thought things were going to get better." And Hakadosh Baruch Hu answers him in Perak Vav Pasuk Aleph, the end of say of Parish Hashem speaks to Moshe. He says, <coughs> "You're going to see everything that I'm going to to Parak. I'm going to take them out with a strong hand. He's going to send them out, and he's going to, he himself is going to be forced to send them out from the tribe. And then this week's Pasha starts. Now, here the Vilna Gaines already points out that we know there's a cloud we find in the Shas. But everything that a Kodesh Baruch Hu does is for good. So the Frechtive on the going, it's a very nice thing, and we find it, but <coughs> where do we know it from the Torah? So the Vilnagon says, we, we know it from this parish, we know it from the first words of this parish. Elohim is Midas Adin, and Hashem is Midas Harachamin. So the Torah already is, in, is informing us <coughs> that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe, even though you're seeing Midas Adin, but you should know, Ani Hashem, <coughs> I am HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is Midas Harachamin. And what he's hinting to Moshe Rabbeinu is to tell him that everything is part of the master plan, that you look at it from your shortened vision, which is that you're seeing that there's, that there's calamities that are taking place and it's becoming more difficult. But you should know that everything is all part of the master plan. <clears throat> and it could very well be that really Klai Yisrael was supposed to be in the Golos of Mitzrayim for 400 years. But we know they're only there for 210 years. <clears throat> we said over last week, again, another Vilna Gaon, that the Vilna Gaon says on the Pasuk, He says that the trap is Kadma V'Azla. And the gematria of Kadma V'Azla is 190. And the, what the Torah is telling is that because HaKadosh Baruch Hu made, the, made their lives bitter, and he caused them, and the Egyptians caused more... <coughs> Suffering, that in itself created a situation that Klai Yisrael did not have to remain in Mitzrayim for the extra 190 years. Vayamoros Chayeim was Kat So that was the reason why Klai Yisrael was able to stand up <coughs> and to go out. And that's what the Pasuk is saying over here, according to the guy in the beginning of Parshas Vayera. 
This is the answer to Moshe Rabbeinu's question. Hashem says, Midas Hadin is Ani Hashem. I am HaKadosh Baruch Everything is Midas Herachemim. So when we take a look at the world that we're living in, and we see that there's a tremendous amount of Midas Hadin, but we recognize that amongst the Midas Hadin is the Midas Herachemim. We said over last week that the word Kates is also 190. And this is the uh, message that the Kates comes with the same yesod of what took place in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is the template of how we go through the generations, how we go through the Golas and go through the exile. <clears throat> so this is the first part we want to say, that the yesod of Gula is to recognize that in the midst of Midas Hadin, uh, hidden in it is the Midas HaRachim HaKadosh Baruch And even though we don't fully understand cannot understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Malei Racham, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Malei Taiv. Everything about HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Taiv, and even the Midas Adin has within it the, the Midas HaRachamim. I was zoichet this week to go to Bimenachem Two families, each one of them lost a parent. One parent was 101 years old. One parent was 98 years old. They lived very, very full lives. Both of them were zoichet to see Five generations. <clears throat> the first one was Rabbi Vigda Afin, Zeichat Tzadik Levracha, who was a, 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 a Litvish, a Yid, <clears throat> that was a Mamish Ud Mutzel Meyesh. He was Zeichat to learn in Nevardok. He was Zeichat to learn in Bialystok. He was Zeichat to learn in Kletsk by Rabbi Aaron when Rabbi Aaron was in Vilna. And eventually he was saved from the Nazis by going to Siberia and then to, I think, Uzbekistan. And he ended up being, <clears throat> during the war, far, far away from the Nazis. And there was a lot of suffering that went on. <clears throat> but him and a group of Kletzkers, they banded together and they learned and they kept mitzvahs and they kept the Ruach of Torah. And his whole life, he kept the Ruach <clears throat> of what it meant to be a Ben Torah. And he lived, last 40 years, he lived here in Eretz Yisrael, and he lived next to Yeshiva's Torah Ar, and he was uh, the Baal in Yom and Arayim, he was tremendous Baal But the most important lesson we want to glean from him is, is that even though he was sent to Siberia, that's where he met his wife, and that's where he created a family, and his wonderful son, Harav David Afin, who's one of the great Talmud HaChachamim here in Eretz Who's a, I know him from the mirror from many, many years ago. And he himself is a tremendous, tremendous uh, Talmud Chacham. <coughs> Everything he got from his father. His father was a Rav in the Bronx. He grew up in the Bronx. The main thing is, <coughs> is that five generations came about. The Rav was Matzal him and was Matzal a whole, a whole generation. And another woman who passed away, Mrs. Geffen, Muriel Geffen, the father of the Geffen brothers, <coughs> one of the they, they're owners of the hardware store in Arno for many, many years. They themselves are Yulide Boston. When I went to Menachem Oval today, they told me stories about their mother. Their mother was born in the United States <coughs> during the Depression years. Her father passed away <coughs> and at a young age. And her mother was Meisa Nefesh during the Depression years to bring up her daughter and the other children she would not be Mechalo Shabbos. Can you imagine what it is? A person I know, my own grandfather was 
also from that generation, they, they would be fired every Friday, and they would go, have to go on to another job, no matter how poor they were, but they would keep Shabbos. Shabbos was the most important thing. And because of that, they were blessed that their children are also Zoycha. This the, the Geffen boys, their mother was Zoycha to five generations. Every single one of them was Shomer Shabbos Yidin. And she was Zoycha. After she got married, she moved to Boston, or Boston, they like to say. And her husband and her were very, very close to Rabbi Yashabir Salavechik from Boston. And eventually, when Rabbi Yashabir lost his wife, the Rabbi Tzintanya, he used to go to their house for Shabbos. <laughs> the boy said over an interesting thing. If Salavechik to them was Mamrish, a tremendous, tremendous, uh, he was the Rav of their shul. He was very, very close to them, but he liked to go eat by them on Shabbos. And he, she was a, a Yiddish, a Pasha, a Yidna. She didn't know <coughs> any kunsin. And there was one thing she did on Shabbos day, somehow, her minute was, you know, the chalt could be put up. But you weren't allowed to warm up any other thing. You can't warm up so the chicken was cold. That's the way they grew up. Now, with Salavechik, with, um, with when he was older, when he was, wasn't well, he needed to have hot water. He needed to have a hot tea. So he told it to have, you know, he, wanted to have, he needs to have a hot tea. <clears throat> so she said, no, Rabbi, it's usher. <laughs> the son said, this is probably the only person that told Rav Salavechik that something is usher. So Rav Salavechik says, no, no, no I'm going to, going to teach you how you could do it properly. And he taught her how to do tea with a klishlishi. And the, one of the Geffen sons said that when he became 13 or 14 years old, he went to Rav Salavechik and he said, listen, I learned the halachas, I really learned the yeshiva, <coughs> and I see that you're allowed to have a hot tea, you're allowed to have a hot coffee, and in my house we don't have it because my mother's very, very makbid. He says, Rav Salavechik told him, you should know it's mutter. But don't you dare go against, in your house, when you're in your mother's house, don't go against her minig. Her minig you have to keep. Because by her, this is really was, this really was something that they kept. Rabbi Sai, generations and generations that they went through difficulties, but they recognized that the mishpat of HaKadosh Baruch was what's, it's what's important, and they were makabal everything. I saw Gavalik Avart that in the parsha. When we lay on Mondays and Thursdays of this week, so the we lay we starts off we go the Yisrael has his laning, and then we get to the Levi, the Levi we do the and then the last pasuk is pasuk test vaydaver Moshe kenal bnei Yisrael v'loshomal Moshe mikatziruach mevodakasha, and that's where the Levi ends. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Klai Yisrael, and Klai Yisrael was not able to listen to him. Why? Because they had a short spirit and they had all the difficulties. We know there's a klal. The klal is you're not supposed to end uh, a laning on a dovera. L'chayra, this is dovera, that they had a vayda kosher, that they had kaitzer ruach. So I saw brought down that Nebeli Baruch and other people, they also say that no, this is really the lesson. There's two deep messages over here. The, the same theme, theme which we've said before, to recognize the, 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 the fact that they had and they had that in itself was not really a because that created more suffering for themselves and the more suffering again it's a hard thing for people to say but this is what in the, in the, if we take a look at, in, the, in the big picture the fact that they were able to, to, to maintain themselves, even under such suffering, that brought the gula to go quicker. It, 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 it quickened the pace. 
And in, in, in a more deeper fashion, we know that if a person is enslaved and he knows he's going to get out, let's say a person's in prison, and he knows that, oh, they gave him the time, so now it's easier to stay in jail because he knows he's going to be let out on this and this date. So if they would have listened to, to Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Rabbeinu, and he said, Pokad Yifkad Eschem, and we're going to go out of Mitzrayim, then they would have felt like a good step, you know, a good feeling, and they would have been able to maintain themselves even though they were having difficulties because they know they're going to eventually get out. But because Paro made it, that and they didn't listen to Moshe, to the message that he was saying, that there's going to be a geula. So that in itself, again, created that they were having more difficulties and that was all part of the Gula process to be able to get them out earlier than they were supposed to. Rabbi said, when they do get out, what do we know? It says in this week's parasha, the Pesach says that there's Eiche to the four Lashonis of Gula, Eitzesi, Vitzalti, Vigalti, Velokachti. And I saw it brought down in Svarim that the, 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 um, the, the Svarim say, if I'm not mistaken, it's the Sephorna that says that. Oh, no, the Balaturim says these are all Kenegad, the Dalid, Goliathin that we, that we go through. And the last one is Golis Edom, the one that we're in, the most harshest of all of them. And there, the Pusik is a separate Pusik. It says, The Rabbani Shalom, he is the one that's going to take them out. The Rabbani Shalom, he's. He's the only one that can take us out. It's like Adam like a person that has to take it out with a very strong hand. Rabbi say, how are we going to get through the Golas? We're going to get through the Golas because the Rabbi Nishlam promises us each one is a different stage. But in the end of the day, the Rabbi Nishlam is going to be mighty us from this Golas. And that's the feeling that we have to have. We have to have as difficult as the Matzav is but we have to have the Amunah in Betochen and the Rabbanu Shalom. And how do we get that Amunah? And how do we maintain ourselves and listen to these Gavaldika insights of the Parsha? It's all through the Kayach of Tefillah, Rabbi Sai. The Kayach of Pila. The Kayach of Tefillah. The Pasuk says that the Rabbanu Shalom said um, that I'm going to save you, Minakas B'nei Yisrael. Let me take a look at the exact pasuk over here, right? V'gam ani shomati es nakas bnei Yisrael asher mitzrayim avidim oisam v'eskar esberisi. The Rebbeinu Shem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that you should tell them that I'm listening to the Jewish people's affliction, and I'm remembering the bris that they that I promised to their forefathers. I promised to whom? I promised to Avram Yitzchak and Yankiv that I'm going to remove Kla Yisrael from, <coughs> from Mitzrayim. So I saw a caution that's brought down that L'chaira, if the Rav gives us a promise that we're going to be let out, so then why does it say, oh, that I listen to what? To the crying out of, um, of Kla Yisrael. If already there's a promise, so the promise itself is enough to let us out. Why do we have to? Why does the Rebbe Shem have to listen to us? The answer is we see a gavaldic lesson over here. 
that the could be that Kodesh Baruch Hu promises a bris. He even made a covenant with Klaus Law that he's going to let them out. But if we don't daven for it, if we don't have the Koyach of Tefillah, the Dover cannot be Miskayim without Tefillah. That is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to do good for us. But we have to daven for it. We find a similar thing, the Ramban says in, in, in Parsha Shmais, that really HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu was arguing with him, uh, you can't let, tell me to go because I'm, I have an oral sophisayim, I have a speech impediment, I'm not the one to, to let, to, 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 to be the one to be the shliach for you. So L'chaira, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have done is, he could have healed Moshe Rabbeinu's impediment, and then he would have continued. Why did he have to? Uh, he made a thing. Okay, you're going to go be the 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 one that says it, and Aaron is going to be the one that's going to be metargamit. The Ramban says an unbelievable thing. Moshe Rabbeinu, because he didn't want to take the job because of his anova, he did not daven to Hakadosh Baruch Hu to remove his impediment, and therefore it's not shayach that the Hakadosh Baruch Hu would be merape Moshe Rabbeinu since he did not daven. Rabbi said, it's an unbelievable yusayid. The yusayid is that only with the koyach of tefillah can HaKadosh Baruch Hu redeem us. And that's what the Pasuk says. I heard the nakas b'nei Yisrael sheh mitzrayim avidimasam v'eskers brisi. It's almost as if the key for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be able to be zoycher's bris is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu listens to our tefillahs. And this is yusayid in everything. You know that, we know that the zivugim, they come about, a basko comes out and says, Bas Pliny, Ben Pliny, before 40 days before you see of Lad. So, Lechaira, what do you have to daven for a good shidduch? Lechaira, it's going to happen anyway. No, the answer is that you could have everything set in place, but if we daven for it, we're going to get it. If we don't daven for it, we're not going to get it. Rabbi, so why is the Rabbanisham making such Yisurim of the world for Yidin? The Rabbanisham is Mis'ave B'Tfilas and Shal Tzadikim. The Rabbanisham has a tremendous, tremendous love for the Tfilas of Tzadikim. He wants, he wants to see that we realize that we are dependent upon him. And therefore, it's so important in these days for us to spend more time, as I sent out a little video from a, from a friend of ours here from Arnof that said over something that I had mentioned, that I'd asked from Sturmbuch, what prayer, what that, what, what bracha should we be mechavin to daven for the shvuyim? Sturmbuch said in the pasuk of Tkab for Godol especially in the mekabets nitchei ama Yisrael, because all of those who were forsaken, and that includes the shvuyim. And if one would spend just a few extra seconds during Shmon Esrei and keep in mind, we want to daven. Each person would daven that could be this shavui will be taken out. This shav, this hostage will be taken out. This hostage will be taken out. Depends upon our koyach of tefillah. The last thing we want to speak about, and then we want to try to put everything together, is, you know, we've I've learned this, we've learned the Torah so many times, and we know the second makkah is the makkah, the tzvardeya, and the famous chazal, Rashi brings down, there was a big tzvardeya, and every single time, and they saw this tzvardeya, they started hitting him, and all of a sudden, more would come out. And over here we have the famous stipler. The stipler said over, I heard it many, many years ago, that if the Egyptians saw every single time to hit the, 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 the frog, that the frog was going to the frog was going to produce more. So they should have stopped hitting it. They should have stopped it at the at the core. So the answer is no, they had Midas Hakas, Midas of anger. When a person has anger, 
So seichel, there's no seichel. When they're upset, when a person's upset, we see all the stories. Unfortunately, the videos of people they get upset, road rage, all other kinds of rage. Person loses his mind. That's the Egyptians had no control. When you have no control, then all of a sudden there's more makas to come upon you. And I think that's a message over here to us that when we when a person has tikkun amidus and he controls his kas, then the rabbanu will remove the kas from upon us. Now we know the famous Chazal that Hananiah, Mishol, Vazariah were went into the Kibshan age and they learned it from a Kavuchaymer from the Tzvardeya. Madach the Tzvardeya who didn't have a Tzivui, so they didn't have a commandment. Still, they what? They were willing to go into the furnaces and into the flames because the Ransom said that that's what they're going to do. So, Lachairat. Hanani, Mishal, Vazari, that they had a mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, for sure they, they should throw themselves into Kiddush Hashem. And everyone raises the question, the Vilna Gaon raises the question, that, that the Tzvardeya also had a Tzivui, because the Pasuk says clearly that you should, there's, you sh, it should go up, and that the animals should go out, and they should, uh, they should go into the houses, and they should go into the Tanurim. So there was a Tzivui to them. So the the Gain says that even though there was a tzivu to go, but there were different places to go, right? They could have gone into the couches, they could have gone into the bedrooms, they could have gone into the, you know, into the smoking room. Yeah, but who says I'm the one that has to go into the tanur? But the tzvardim, when they heard that the rebbeinu says that uh, each Tzvardeya tried their utmost, oh, I want to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of the Rebun, the Tzivah, the Rebunashim, not just to go on the land of Mitzrayim, but I want to go into the Tanur. So therefore, they themselves went beyond the call of duty. They went to be Mepharsim HaKadosh Baruch I saw an unbelievable word from the the Bear Moshe, the Uzvizah, who says, that what is the shira of the frog? And this is really a story that we can learn from. The frog says shira. We know there's different animals, they do different shiras. The shira of the frog is Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusay Re'olam Vaid. And what is Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusay Re'olam Vaid? So the Zayar says a Lushen that the Shema Yisrael, which we say, is called the, the, the Yichud Eloi. That's the yichud of the highest level, and the um, the baruch shem kavod is called the ilui, the ilui tatoi. That's considered the lower level. What shema yisrael? Shema yisrael Hashem alakeinu Hashem achad. What we're saying is that we ha- we are going to be mekayim the mitzvah of v'haftas Hashem alakecha, b'chol vavcha, b'chol nafshu, b'chol miyadecha. No matter what, under all circumstances, a yid is mekadosh Hashem and even if it's the, the Gimel Chamurais of, of, of Adazar, Gilarais, and Shrikh's Dhamma, a person is obligated to give his life, of, life up for the sake of a Baruch Then we say, we exclaim, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. But there's another level. The level is when we're not Mechayif. It's like Lefni Meshur Sadin. A person has to know that a Jew's obligation in this world is to reveal the name of Hashem under all circumstances. And that's the pshat 
Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusa Leolam Vod. I'm announcing the name of a Baruch under all circumstances. And who's the one that brought this into the world? The frogs, Rabbi said. They're the Tzvardeya. Because the Tzvardeya, according to what we said, they had no obligation to go into the furnaces. They went beyond the call of duty. They stood up and they were mafars in the name of Hashem. They sing the Shira of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, they're the ones that have what's called the, the Yichut Tatoi, the, the gematria of Shema Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael, Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Elkein Hashem, Achad, is 1,118. The gematria of Baruch Shem Kavod Machus Elolam Vod is 1,358. You can make the mathematical calculations. The difference between 1,358 and 1,018 is 240. 240 is the gematria of Amalek. Amalek is the one that tries to separate us from the Shema Yisrael and the Baruch Shem Kvod Machus But when one does Baruch Shem Kvod Machus together with the Shema Yisrael, that's the destruction of Amalek. Amalek is Ram. Amalek is haughty. And what we have to do is we have to recognize what can we do to be Mepharsim, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the world when we're not obligated, when it doesn't seem to be a chiyuv, even when it's not an obligation. And this is a yid. A yid, no matter where he goes, he carries within him, carries within him, and he carries without of him, that to be Mepharsim, the name of Hashem, to make a Kiddush Hashem. Anything that's a Kiddush Hashem, that's going to be the song of songs. The Medrash says that David HaMelech wanted to get up in order to, 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 to give Shira to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the, the Zayar says that, the Gemara says there was a, 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 a harp that woke him up. But the Zayar says it was the frog. The frog came and the frog used to wake him up. The frog used to sing the song of Baruch Shem Kvan Machus The Tzvardeya in the Makkah is reminding us, and this is a message for us, that he sings Shira and the month of Shvat, the month of Basuras Tavis, the month of taking a look and seeing that there's good that's in the world, that there's Ilanus, that there's a Kayach of Chiddush. This is, this is the world that we aspire for. And even though right now we're Bitsar and we take a look at the world and we see that there's a lot of Midas Hadim, but we daven to Kodesh Baruch Hu. we have a Muna Komadovid Rachman Latavavid. We dive into Hakadosh Baruch Hu and we feel the tsar of of the Shechina together, who's together with the tsar, the Tzvardeya. The Rambam Shapir used to say is the Tzipardeya. It's the bird that has das that teaches us das. So we have to take a look and we have to see Kol Ma'adovid Rachmanu Latavavid. Even though right now we don't understand it, but we'll be zoichem Yitz Hashem with our koyach of Tefillah to be zoichet to Nisim is just like it was in Yitzias Mitzrayim. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we'll be makabon ourselves, the Kvayt Shem, Machusa, Le'olam Vod, and the Rebbe Hashem should bring the Gula, should bring the end of the Golas. want to wish everybody a good Shabbos, Mitzah the month of Shavrat should be a month of Besurus Tevis, and we should be able to see how the Rebbe Hashem is going to bring the Gula, Shleim, of Hayav, Yameinu, Amein, Amein, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of 
addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.